Welcome to the In the Dome podcast. Podcast, 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 podcast. Well, well, that was a game and a half. Holy shit. That was better than the first game of the Battle of Alberta last year. Was that better? Which game was that? was probably better. That? Okay, they were both great, but that... The amount of drama that ensued during and then post-game definitely has to take the cake from last year. I think the, the online discourse makes la- this game better than last year's game. Yeah. Because if you forget last year's game, they had a not a similar game, but like Bennett Rock Nurse... Katzi went after Kachuk. There was a few dirty hits. Yep. Kind of some craziness. But this was on Back a whole other level. Back on McDavid, dry settle, slew footed Kachuk. Yep. But this was on a whole different level. I think it's safe to say that the battle has been restored. Well, it's kind of funny because this is what the Oilers fans... Okay, I don't know who's worse on Twitter. Oilers media or Oilers fans. I will say, I dare say it's the media or worse. Well, they're like the ringleaders. Like, what the fuck? Was it Jay Spector or whatever? S- Mark Spector. Mark Spector. The, the Jason Greger, the other dork. Like, they're all just like, meh, Like, meh. Could, are they able to separate to, anything? Can they create a post without basically crying? Oh, it's brutal. They're like crying it's in their so posts. so bad. Anyways, it's like, they always say like, oh, the battle's back. It's like... The only reason that battle's been irrelevant since 1991 is because the Oilers have been one of the worst, consistently one of the worst teams in the league every goddamn year. So it's like it's. Yeah, we weren't great there for a while either. So. Yeah, I know, but it was like not bad. Yeah. Like, there was that streak between like 2008 and like 2014 where we won, we where we'd play them eight times a year and win every game, like all the time. So, anyways. So now. Before we get into it, like you were at the game, I want to know what was the atmosphere like. I know you said there was a lot of Oilers fans, but speaking to the drama that ensued with the whole Matthew Kachuk versus Zach Cassian, the first big hit in the first, the the second massive hit in the second, followed by the good old crunch in the third. Yeah, like what was it like to be at that game? It was because it was getting to be a fucking battle. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. So like. Oilers fans, for the most part, are insufferable because it's weird. It's like, even even after they lose, they're annoying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, but McDavid's goal. It's like, you lost. It's like, if they win, they're annoying. If they lose, they're annoying. Even when they, they lose, they still think... They still are like... They still think they obnoxious. win. Yeah, they still are like stuck up and think they're... It's, it's just like obsessed. they have some weird complex where if they win, they win, and if they lose, they win, and they're still better. It's insane. Anyways, there were so many Oilers fans there, which kind of drives me nuts because it's just like... If you're a season's ticket holder and you're selling your tickets to Oilers fans, you should be ashamed. Like, they were everywhere. And even the, the thing that pissed me off the most, because they, they kind of got the Let's Go Oilers chant going, which we responded with the Oilers suck. I heard that. But the thing that was the worst is they got the Talbot chant going. I also heard that. Which was infuriating. So that was really annoying. I mean, they're annoying as it is, but, like, it was a pretty crazy atmosphere. And mostly in a good way. Um... The only thing, the, the tablet thing pissed me off, and then Johnny threw a hat some kid in the three stars thing. He was the third star. I, yeah, somebody posted that after yeah, the game. this douchebag Oilers fan, like, grabs it from the kid and throws it back on the ice. I believe Harvey threw it back to him, though. But, God, Oilers fans are annoying. But it was, it was like... Who does that? Right? It would have been more fun if there had been, like, maybe a quarter less Oilers fans. Like yeah. It's fun when there's some of them there, but it's just like a little annoying when they're so all obnoxious. But it was actually pretty good, and it was an insane atmosphere to be at, especially with when the win. all the shit went down. 
Oh, yeah. It was wild. And the nice thing about, even if they had the Talbot chant going, Talbot's... Talbot was great. Closed the door. I was a little freaked out. They they were up 2-1. Yeah. It was a little concerning. Yeah. And then Johnny had the nice equalizer late in the period. It was great. And then, I mean, like... I, I think lost in all of this, and we're going to get into all the craziness, but the Flames played a really good game, for the most part. Yep. I mean, probably their best, not, not their best game of the season, but I mean, best three periods, probably. Because I thought the Oilers kind of pressed a little bit in the second, but for the most part, the Flames, they didn't dominate, but they were definitely a better team through most of the first, through most of the third, and through probably the latter half of the second. So, I mean, lost in all the craziness, the Flames played a pretty good game. Yep. Lindholm had the the first goal with like it was a, it was a lucky goal, but oh, it was a lucky goal, but still, still getting pucked to the net. Yeah, right? and like I, <laughs> the Oilers' defense, James Neal, Connor McDavid, and Zach Cassian are all standing right around Lindholm, and he just buries it. And yeah. let me just say, Elias Lindholm to me, I I walked away from that game. I know Kachuk was great, Gaudreau was great. I thought Gio was good. I thought Rasmus was good. I thought Talbot was good, but I was probably most impressed with Elias Lindholm. Well, we were just talking about this. That that top line. Yeah. Like, okay, here's your assignment top line. Yeah. You have to shut down the greatest player in the world while contributing offensively as well. And they managed to do just that. So here's Elias Lindholm's thing. He has to go, like you said, head-to-head against the best player in the world. I mean, McDavid did score, and we'll get to that in a bit. But he kept the one goal. He scored twice. And the Manjipani lindholm Chuck line was over 60% possession. Like, like that's well, that you was can't the, ask for more. That was the biggest thing I noticed was that when when they were out there against the McDavid line, yeah. like they controlled possession, especially Mangiapane. Man, that guy's oh, like a dude, possession beast. He is so he is like underrated. He's like he's kind of like a combination of Gaudreau and I don't know another player. It's like he's just strong in the puck. He's really nifty. He knows where to go. He's just kind of shifty and nifty and gifty and thrifty. God, he's good. Yeah, no, that was, that was yeah, that okay, was great. Okay, so the, flame, the Flames go up one nothing Again, Lindholm scored. Kind of a lucky goal, but I mean, it was a good shift. They controlled the play that whole shift. <sighs> then starts the Oilers' brigade. Yeah, Nugent Hopkins tied it up. Yeah, I don't know. He was kind of a defensive breakdown. He got in a little closer than... Yeah, it was a good pass by good Yamamoto, pass, but... But, I don't know, Talbot didn't stand much of a chance. Yeah. And then, God Almighty Lord, Connor McDavid himself. I don't know what the hell Noah Hannafin was doing. Well, I mean... Does he have any awareness of who's on the ice? He's a he's tough enough to stop as it is. So, like, if you're if you're Travis Hamannick or Noah Hannafin or any D-man for that matter, like, you need to have extra sensory awareness of where McDavid is at all times. And you can never put yourself in any sort of vulnerable position because if you do, you're going to pay. And that's just what happened. Like you, you're telling me that you're going to do like a semi-neutral zone pinch while Connor McDavid's bearing down on the puck. Oh, it was brutal. Like you're going to get beat th- like a thousand times. And it wasn't even like a close pinch. It was like, I could see that coming from 10 miles away. I was like, no, no, uh, shit. And he's gone. Yep. And it's in the back of your neck. And then Hannah, like... Hamannick. Like, Hamannick was God. like... Hamannick probably had a good 10-foot gap on him, oh, and he still got beat wide. He was fucked. God, he is so fast, though. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. So, that was a good goal. I'll admit it. Um, and then that 
that third goal though. What the like, Kate? Johnny comes down, ties it up. Yeah, that was like brutal. great first period, right? Yep. Like all in all. Yep. And amidst all that, Chucky laid his first big hit on Cassian, which nobody really picked up on. No, like, even kind of in, yeah. You know what's kind of interesting? I'm watching the game. I'm like, whoa, huge hit. But the crowd didn't even really respond yeah, it much. Of, it was kind of in the corner. It was it, quiet. Nobody really picked it up. Maybe it was behind the play, but I don't know. It was like, behind he, the net, too. He had the puck. So. But you still couldn't really... And the way he hit... The way Kachuk hits, he yeah. kind of turns his butt a little bit. Yeah. So it's kind of like... Plus, Geo fell down, too. So maybe by the time, people couldn't really register yeah, what happened. Yeah, you couldn't really see what happened. But I remember watching. I was like... Yeah, there's no... I'm like, how come response? no one lost? It we were that was interesting. Nuts, yeah, yeah, okay. And then Johnny comes down late in the period. Actually, who did Bennett lay out? Bennett laid somebody out really early on. Another D-man, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't Nurse? I think it was Jones I think it was, or something. Yeah, it might have been... But it was, so it was a solid hit. Yeah. So, yeah, and then Johnny ties it up. So I'm like, okay. Game I, on. Like, those goals, every goal we scored, like, I'm cheering like a madman. Like, I'm like, this is... I'm amped up. So we get to the second period. And then that's when they go up, and then Dubé ties it up. Yeah, that third goal was brutal. What a fluke. Oh, yeah. Johnny, he, he trips. He just lost an edge, and then it doinks in off his skate. Oh, my God. But my question is, if you watch the replay, like, Hamnick and Hannafin are, like, at the goddamn red line, and they leave Goudreau all alone in his own zone. It was really weird. So I'll blame them for that goal, too. Yeah, why not, eh? Right? <laughs> why not? So, yeah, then it's 3-3. Then it's and then everybody knows what happens next. So this is basically what we want to talk about all day long. <laughs> I mean, it's Monday afternoon, and like I'm, there's still tweets and notifications continuing on from this craziness that followed the game on social media. But like, let's break that down. Why don't you? Where were you sitting, by the way? We were sitting two twenty six. So like. You know where the cameras are? Yeah. It's like about 10, 10 to 15 rows behind the cameras. So you're the, on, sitting on the red line? Yeah. Okay. Well, why, why don't you explain from your perspective? Well, from my perspective, firstly, like, okay, so you see Matthew Kachuk. He nails him. In the first period? Or the, yeah. No, the, the, the hit. Okay. Yeah. The hit that makes the shit go down. Like, my God, was that a huge hit. Huge hit. Huge hit. Crowd goes nuts. And from our angle, like, again, like, Gio was kind of there. It was in the corner. You couldn't really make out what was going on. Yeah. But you knew it was bad. And it was, like, for, for me, like, I, I know it's fun and it was crazy. But, like, I was genuinely concerned for Matthew Kachuk's safety. And still, that's that's part of the, one of the main things that actually really pisses me off. That people aren't really talking about. They're like, oh, Cassian shouldn't be suspended. Kachuk's a turtle. It's like... All that was running through my mind was like, holy shit, he is going to get injured here because Zach Cassian was raining down goddamn punches like a psycho. Yeah. Like, it was scary. And, like, from up top, above. Like, yeah. Like, it's funny because you hear it all about, like, we're going to get into this. Yeah. I mean, one of, the things we'll you, into one of the things you hear is this. Oh, the code. The code. Pretty sure the last time I checked, there's a code that says when a guy's down on the ice with his head down, you don't fucking rain down haymakers. You don't on top rain down blows when you've got him from behind on the collar and punching the back of his head. So where's that part of the code? Any the argument snack? about any argument about a fucking code, right? Is like bullshit. Null it's and moot. void. He it's he moot. he was a psych. He was a psycho. He was a psycho. He turned was, into a psycho. It was scary. And like honestly, I don't want to be too over dramatic about it. But when I see stuff like that. I just think about, like, the Bertuzzi-Moore incident, and it's like, it's fucking dangerous, and he better get suspended, and he, he will. 
But like it was dangerous. It was a dangerous play. So I'll say that. And it was scary. Like being live, like I don't want to sound like a little bitch or anything, but it was kind of scary. Like to see him go like fucking nuts on Matthew Kachuk. No helmet. He's swinging. It was crazy. And Oilers fans were going crazy. They're foaming at the mouth. I was absolutely livid. I was cursing probably way too much. Get the fuck out. Get him the fuck out. Kick him out. But it was pandemonium. I bet. It was nuts. And then pretty sure that's fighting. So, yeah, if you look up the rule, and I posted it because some dickhead was bugging me on Instagram. He's like, read the rule book. And I was like, okay, I'll read the rule book. So I pulled up the exact rule. It's rule 46.2 under the fighting rule in the in the NHL rule book. So it's the aggressor rule. So I'll just read it real quick, just so you understand. I think the ref's fucked up because it should have been five for fighting. How is that not fighting? He literally threw like 20 punches. Yeah, like... He was fighting. It should have been two for instigating. Now, he, he instigated the fight. Now he was the only one fighting. Yeah. So maybe it's there's still. maybe there's something in the rule book that says both combatants have to be fighting in order to be a fight. Here's the aggressor rule. It's rule 46.2 in the NHL rule book. The aggressor in an altercation shall be the player who continues to throw punches in an attempt to inflict punishment on his opponent who is in a defenseless or unwilling combatant. Who's in a defenseless position or is an unwilling combatant. Okay, that's 100% what happened. So what's the penalty? A player who is deemed to be the aggressor in an altercation shall be assessed a major penalty for fighting in a game misconduct. So that should have happened. Should have been five in a game. Yep. But I would say it also falls under should have got an instigator penalty. A player who is deemed to be the aggressor of an altercation will have this recorded as the aggressor, statistical, and suspension purposes. Furthermore, a player who is deemed to be both the instigator... And the aggressor of an altercation shall be assessed an instigating minor, a five-minute major penalty for fighting, a 10-minute misconduct, and a game misconduct. So it should have been. What it was was a double minor for roughing. How the fuck that's roughing, I don't know. (laughs) No doubt. And a 10-minute misconduct. What it should have been was two for instigating, five for fighting, 10, and a game. It's funny how you got two of them out there. I mean, you got two lines, and I'm sure they know the rules. Between four of them... These guys are the most professional version of a referee you can get. They're, right? They're, they're, they're refs you think in the, they know in the, the national inside and hockey out. league. you think they'd be able to get that right. Well, that's that's what's funny on Oilers Twitter that the narrative is going, oh, did you see no teammates stood up for Kachuk and the linesman did nothing? That speaks volumes. That is weird. A... Lindholm was right there. Well, he was kind of tied up with. And Gio, you well, watch the replay. He's t- McDickhead hit Kachuk from behind, too. Nobody seems to be talking about that. And I get it. It's all kind of like the whistle hadn't gone yet. But Gio left, so he was kind of gone. But there was a point there where, where Lindholm was right there. And he could have got in. I know McDavid was, was trying to hold him back. But if you see a guy, like, literally... In that situation, you need to get. I was. Well, maybe. I was texting my group and I'm like, yo, like, Lindholm needs to get in there. Maybe he was like thinking, hey, we're going to get a power play out of this just like a chuck was. So I don't know. Well, maybe. Like you said, it's a pretty dangerous situation. Oh, it's fucking brutal. And then where were the linesmen? I don't know. There was like two of them. Like, was the there other finally, stuff going on? The, there was kind of a bit of a scrum. Like, Geo's with somebody, McDavid was in there with Lindholm, kind of. But most and of, I get it, it all happened so fast. Yeah, it was like so fast. 
and, and because the Flames were breaking out with the puck, like, and you never really knew because Cassian started to ragdoll Chucky a bit, yeah, and he hadn't really thrown anything yet, no, and then he just went ballistic, and then he just went nuts for like a five second span where he's just punching him like a wild man. And I guess probably people are in shock and like, yeah, like what do what I do? What the fuck do I do? But was was um, Rasmus Anderson on the ice? I don't believe so. You know how I don't think he was? He would have done it. He would have came in there. He was trash talking all night. It was so good. Yeah, he was. Eh? <laughs> he was trash talking after oh, the game too. Oh, it was, oh, yes. We'll get to that. The post game. But regardless, like my assessment of the situation is Matthew Chuck. Like the thing that cracks me up is like, Oh, he needs to answer the bell. It's like, Matthew Kachuk did exactly what he wanted to do, and the outcome was the exact outcome Matthew Kachuk wanted. Yeah. Like, I don't know how people don't see that. To a T. Like, to an absolute perfection. And then there's this one, too, because after the game, and following the after the post comments as well, all the Oilers fans were running with this whole thing of, like, Zach Cassian calling him a pussy. Yeah. So... The majority of comments that I was in and around on Twitter, people were, oh, he's a pussy. He's a pussy. A turtle. Turtle pussy. They're selling the Let turtle. me tell you. They're selling the turtle shirt now, too. It takes balls. Big ones. To go after a guy like Zach Cassian. Not a once. A legitimate crazy person. Not once. Not twice. But three times. And yeah. You think Matthew Kachuk is a pussy? Or do you think he has balls of steel after... A crazy person goes blizzard on you, and then you go after him again. <laughs> Doesn't sound like much of a pussy to me. Sounds no. like a goddamn insane person. He's not a pussy, and he's actually pretty smart, coming back to what you just said. Zach Cassian did exactly what Matthew Kachuk wanted him to do. He goaded him into a penalty. It was a double minor. Put his team on the power play. His team scored on that power play. His team scored the game-winning goal on that power play. Like, I don't get how that's not talked about. And everyone's like, oh, Kachuk is just a rat. It's like, do you think he's hitting Zach Cassian just randomly, like, arbitrarily? Like, why does he hit McDavid? Right? Why does he hit Dreisaitl? Well, and that was... Because he knows they're not stupid idiots who will take a dumb penalty. Well, I don't know about that, but... Well, maybe, but let's, they let's are te- stupid idiots. Hey, but... let's test that theory. <laughs> yeah, go after Connor next. But, but I mean, like... And, you, it, was, and think... it was. All the Oilers fans were like, Well, how would you feel if John, your precious little Johnny Goudreau got attacked? It's like... It's a completely different situation. It's like, well... Okay, if Zach Cassian goes after Johnny Goudreau or Matthew Kachuk or whoever it is... What's he trying to do? Right. Well, is he trying to goad them into a penalty? You said, imagine if McDavid. If I don't even know if it's like McDavid because it's not really in his. Like, imagine if somebody in the Oilers kept hitting Lucic. Would you want Lucic to pound him and take a penalty? Right. No. no. I'd be like Lucic, you dumb idiot! Don't do that. Yeah. I don't know how Edmonton fans are so delusional. I know they're like a lot of them. The new one is like, oh, it was worth the loss just to see Kachuk. It's like, wow, okay. It was worth the loss. To see Zach Cassian get absolutely mind fucked, <laughs> and, and act, didn't even take that act, much either, and act like a crazy psycho person who didn't even actually get a shot in. By the way, it's it's pretty insane. So like that that's what is is so funny to me is like Oilers fans think Kachuk is just like a rat, turtle, pussy, whatever you want to call him. Dude is fucking smart. 
Yeah. The outcome and was exactly what he wanted. Exactly what he wanted. Like, and it, it's funny. It couldn't have worked out better for Matthew. And Chuck. you know what's really bizarre about it? The majority of Oiler Nation don't even know that they don't even realize that. I know, right? That's what's so funny. They just think he's like going being a a rap. And it's, you know what else is interesting? I was thinking about this morning because these players are they're pretty rare. Like if you think back in the league, you can think about guys that play the pest role. Yeah. This is probably one of the highest skilled pests outside of probably Marchand. Marchand. And I mean Marchand's kind of like what? He's I don't even think he's in the same because what has Kachuk ever done that's like blatantly dirty? Like he elbowed Doughty that once. That was pretty dirty. Yeah, that was about it. But that's about it. Yeah. Like he's not licking guys' faces. Yeah. I know he's like he's in his own realm. He's just he yeah, he operates in a different area. And it's just like if you go back previously, I'm sure you, I'm sure people can point out, but like no one at a high skill level has been a pest before, really. You had Sean Avery, Matthew Barnaby. Yeah, like I'm trying to think. Yeah, some like, of the the tough guys like Tidomi and. Yeah, like maybe like you can kind of think maybe some of those really annoying Vancouver guys like Kessler and Burroughs and shit. Maybe Corey Perry. Corey Perry, but I mean those that's kind of different. But Corey Perry's a cheap little like. Yeah, I know. I don't know. And maybe we see it through a different lens. He's on our team, but like, and it, it is. That's one of the, the points. Is like we've never really had a guy like this. No, the Flames haven't for sure. And it's like, holy shit! Do you realize how valuable guys like this are? Right. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, it's like again, like I look at that line last night that is now kind of like our first line, and look at what they accomplished. Like between Lindholm, Manjupani, and Kachuk. Well, how can you ask for a more effective line than that? And I was saying this to you earlier, Matthew Kachuk. Completely stole the show, right? For completely different reasons, but you have McDavid coming off a strong week, coming off like an insane goal in Toronto, getting all the attention across the entire nation. Well, it's like you were saying, like they yeah, were they yeah. were trying to talk about the goal after yeah. after the game in a highly touted game, Battle of Alberta, Hockey Night in Canada. Everybody wants to talk about McDavid. Every like. By the way, how annoying are the announcers? I mean, like, oh my god, it, it's, I, I didn't hear it. Thank God. Oh yeah, that's one that's of the right. best things about being at the game. That's right. It's it's disgusting, is what it is. Well, it's every goddamn second. But anyways, Matthew Kachuk completely stole that spotlight. Even in a game where McDo- Mc, Mc, McDoinkus McDoinkus <laughs> came down and scored a highlight real goal, that's not what was talked about afterwards. Some people tried to, but literally this this stole. All the attention. Yeah. Well, and the, the thing is, again, like, I don't understand why... Okay, two things. Because I did I did watch some of that the post-game stuff. One thing, they were talking about how much they loved it. Like, Friedman and all the panel were talking about how much they loved it. Like, well, yeah. It's, again... That's a fucking battle. Like I said, I, I didn't... What Zach Cassian was doing, I don't, I don't like to see that. Like, it's fucking dangerous. Well, it was over the line for sure. Like it's it's crossing line. Like I don't understand why people are not like, holy shit, that should not be allowed in the league. He's gonna be suspended. Like and again, everyone's like, like, oh, I love it, I love it. It's like, sure, I love you hit a guy. You maybe kind of like, you know, I don't know. If he doesn't want to fight, you don't keep punching. Well, so, I don't love shit like that. I don't love watching star players in dangerous situations with plugs pounding their brains out or trying to. Yeah, like, I don't love that. And then again, it's like post game comments by Cassian. Yeah, like nobody like calling him a pussy, and and he's he's basically alluding to the code, and Chucky needs to learn how to how it works and that kind of stuff. Because, but last time I checked, yeah, 
There's also a code you don't fucking hammer on guys' back of the head when they're down on the ice. Well, because I compare it to the dialogue around, like, when Lucic was suspended for sucker punching uh, Sherwood from Columbus. Which, if you compare these two cases... I'm close. Like, if that was two games, what's this, 10? This should be, like, if yeah, if that's the, if that's the standard, If this that's is the 10, measuring stick. Right? Like, a... a punch after the whistle again i didn't think what i thought i thought lucci probably should have got a game for that. that was a stupid play but i mean if you look at the dialogue from the media especially the oilers media like i'm gonna go back and sift through some of their if anybody tweeted about lucci's suspension and like oh haha lucci such a dope probably mark specter did Everyone is like, oh, Lucic, what a goon, unsuspecting young player, punches him, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But now, apparently, this is like, oh, this is great. Oh, oh he deserved it. Totally worth that the That little lot. shit deserved it. It's like... It's crazy, eh? You just talk out of both sides of your mouth. So... Okay, on a... On a this is way more dangerous. On a real... Compar- well, I just, I didn't like how they were, how they were like talking it up and how oh they love it because like yeah i love the battle i love the physical stuff i love all that but i didn't love it i it was dangerous well and in the league's rationale and explanation of the lucci suspension it was all about protecting players from headshots exactly and it maybe it's a little no i don't even think it is different dude it's worse because he didn't have a helmet on he's defenseless he obviously was signaling everybody knew he wasn't going to fight. Yeah. But Zach Cassian persisted anyways. I would say if you measure it, weight it totally accurately, he probably should get 5 games. If you're going to yeah. if you're going to measure it to what Lucic got suspended for 2 yeah. games for sucker punch with the glove on and yeah. it's like a one shot pop. Yeah. Compared to like a full on assault. Ten, like yeah, seriously. Like, that was a full-on assault. Seriously. Like, and again, I, I don't know if this is, like, a straw man argument or whatever, but, I mean, like, imagine the situation was reversed. Like, just imagine one of the Oilers' best players. I don't know if any of them ever really would because they're not really like Kachuk. But imagine they run Lucic or Ronaldo, and he, one of those guys starts pounding on him. Right. Well, and that's why. Did you see the post-game comments from Tippett? Yeah. That's why. Well, here's 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 Zach Cassian. By the way, if you didn't hear Tippett said, I would rather Zach Cassian, quote unquote, take a number. Yeah. Instead of put your team down for so, minutes. So Tippett called him out. Yeah. So here's Zach Cassian. Take a stupid penalty. They score the game-winning goal on it. Get called up by your coach. Proceed to brag about how you have 13 goals and call the player who instigated it all a pussy. That's his response. Yeah. What a loser. Seriously. Like, what a loser. Well, and doesn't that encapsulate Oilers fans completely? Right. Like, they're so delusional. Like, it's insane. Even your coach is like, yeah, I'd rather he not do that. And, and it is funny because one of the arguments from all the Oilers fans is, well, imagine if it was Goudreau or Monaghan. Just wait. Um, okay. I mean, a, an actual proper comparison would be like you just said. Yeah. If someone targets Lucic, then you know they're just trying to poke the bear. Exactly. It's like... you. You think Kachuk doesn't know who he's bothering? There's a reason he's bothering Zach Cassian. Because he knows he's an idiot. It's amazing how none of the Oilers fans know, see that. Right? Anyways, the other thing too is like, you want to come back to this code thing. What I realized today, players like Matthew Kachuk, who can actually pull off this pest role and do it well, Obviously, he does it well. Look what just happened. Won the game because of him. 
they operate within their own code. They're like anomalies. It's like you see in the movie The Matrix. He's a fucking anomaly. Yet look how effective it is. Well, there's no scenario where he should fight Cassian after right? that. Exactly. Like, and then everyone's like, oh, he's running around the hits. Every hit I saw him lay out on Zach Cassian was textbook body checking. And here's the thing. It's like, answer the bell. Answer what bell? Yeah, what bell? You got caught with your head down three times. If anything, you should answer the bell and try and equalize with a hit. Well, I remember, like, again, like last year, like, Bennett crushed Darnell Nurse. Did Darnell Nurse get up and have a hissy fit? No, he was like, oh, shit. I guess they ended up fighting later that game. But at the same game, Lucic, when he was on the Oilers, nailed Gio with his head down. Just popped up, went to the bench. It's like, you get checked clean. There's no bell to answer. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, what? Sure, if it was a dirty hit, hit from behind, hit to the head. If it was a dirty hit, and like, I don't even subscribe to this, or you got to fight if you hit somebody dirty. It's like, no, you should just get a penalty appropriately. There's a reason why there's rules. Yeah, there's rules. But... So that's a stupid argument to begin with. But again, like, I, I, I think most people who are against this are, like, grasping for straws when they're saying, oh, it's a dirty hit. It's not. It's clearly not. I mean, even that, the closest thing. The closest one was the first one, maybe. Maybe. But in the arguments, again, on Twitter, someone took a screenshot of Zach Cassian's head. Yeah. And it's like. His body, like, picture his body straight. His head's kind of almost wrapping around to where... Yeah, and they're saying, is. like, oh, headshot. If it was a... If it was... If the head was the principal point of contact, it his head would be pushing the other way. The other way. It wouldn't way. be wrapping around. The other way. And then the thing that's now cool is so all the... And again, Oilers media. Like, Mark Spector has been probably the worst, but that Tukowski guy or whatever the fuck his name is... That other old guy, Terry Jones or whatever. But Spectre has been unbearable. And now his new thing is, so Scotty Upshaw, who's a fucking plug, who used to play in the league, is like pulling the old, as a player, this is a dirty hit shit. So now Spectre's like, see, even the players say it's dirty. It's like, first of all, that's a stupid argument, number one. Number two, like, explain to me how it's dirty. Like, do it. Was it a head, was the head the principal point of contact? Was it a charge? The only argument potentially could be he took too many steps. And then my other favorite thing is like somebody keeps posting like gifts of hits the casting has made. Well, dude, I put together a little stream of it. You did? Yeah. I didn't post it. And it's not, it's like he's one of the dirtiest hitters I've ever dude, seen. Dude, the guy leaves, he jumps like five feet in the air every time he hits somebody. Some, he hit somebody on Chicago a while back. It was one of the worst hits I've ever seen. Boarding, charging, take what you will. And he's just like, why doesn't he have to answer the bell? Well, I think his point is that he will. He's not afraid to fight. In fact, he yeah, enjoys okay. fighting. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but, so we're going to take our 80-point player, well, and, player and on the team. And that's the thing. Fight you, you plug. So here's the thing. Now, <laughs> like you said, they're getting turtle shirts made up. Yeah. What we need to do as fans is we need to embrace Chucky is the turtle. He is living. Because the more we embrace it and enjoy it, the more it's going to piss them off. He's not even living rent-free in their heads. They're paying him to live in his head, in their heads. 100%. They're like paying. It's unbelievable. They're literally buying t-shirts and paying money for Chucky to live rent-free. We're all not, not Yeah, like, like, pay, like they're paying him to live inside their heads. Yeah. It's unbelievable. So, and here's the thing. If Chucky's the turtle, 
then Zach Cassian is the dumbest animal on the planet. I don't know what that is. I'm just going to say a buffoon because that's that's what we that's the term we use to describe dumb animals. He's so dumb. So, if Chucky's a turtle, and by the way, turtles are pretty fucking smart. <laughs> They're kind of cool too. Then Zach Cassian is one of the biggest buffoons I've ever seen. It's so funny that people keep coming, like Oilers fans will come attack us and come talk about how like Matthew Chuck is such of this, such of that. It's like, we love it. Yeah, we really do. Like, I, we love it. And you know what? I'm kind of okay if you hate it. I'm, I encourage you to hate it. You love to hate it. Like, he's t- Chucky's the type of guy that everybody hates until he's on your team. Right. We, like I said, we've never had a guy like this before. Ever. It's kind of a new it's thing. It's awesome. It's amazing. Like, look how much... Focus, he takes away from... Think of this long-term. How much focus this is going to take from Johnny, from Monty. Especially if they're on a different line. And if he's on a sh- more of like the... He's shutting down. He's playing against the top lines. Like, again, like it, it's it's just going to bode so well moving forward. It's like you said. like He stole the spotlight from Connor McDavid. The greatest player on the face of the planet. an insane goal. Who is pretty hot right now. He stole the spotlight. Did one... In any argument that you saw online, did one Edmonton Oilers fan mention Connor McDavid's goal? One person was like, yeah, but McDavid scored a sweet goal. Okay, well, there you go. One yeah, person. Yeah, we won, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, right? Good for you and McDavid. <laughs> the, um, I guess one more thing I want to bring up is Chucky's post-game comments. Oh, <laughs> dude, oh, it man. couldn't have gotten any better. So essentially what he said was, He's like, if you don't want to get hit, stay out of the tracks. Keep your goddamn head up. Which, by the way, we got to work on the t-shirt. Yeah, we're working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. It'll be way better than that turtle shirt, I can guarantee you that. Way better. Way better. Way more sexy. Yeah. So, but like, he, it's true. He caught him in the same spot three times. Like, what? how dumb are you? Like, are you that dumb? First off. Well, here, okay, here's another thing that bugs me about media. Because I guarantee you, at some point, some stupid Oilers media guy, when Cassian's made a hit... Has been like, well, you gotta know who's on the ice. Exactly. You gotta be aware of who's on the ice. If you're standing there three times and you get hit by Matthew, like, don't you, or shouldn't you be aware? Because that's all you ever hear. It's like, oh, you gotta know who's on the ice. Gotta know who's on the ice. And isn't it funny how it's like, what we're all feeling is sorry for Zach Cassian, right? Like one of the dirtiest, scummiest players in the league. Like we just feel bad for him that a 22 year old kid completely destroyed him. Not once. Not twice, but three times. <laughs> like, it's unreal. It's like, okay, I can see if it's like a young guy. Like, maybe, like, Ovi. Ovi versus Shveshnikov. He demolished him. Yeah. And now it's kind of like, ooh, kind of feel bad for Shveshnikov. Yeah. So maybe if it's a situation like that, and Chucky's targeting a star player like that, this is fucking Zach Cassian. Right? He's a bum. Who fucking feels sorry for this guy? Right? And even, like, one of the Oilers fans like, oh, you're, wait till your precious little Johnny gets hit. I'm like, oh, well, he probably won't take a dumb penalty like Zach, like your precious little Zach Cassie. Right? Like, all so, of a sudden, it's so precious. Protect Zach Cassie. All of a sudden, it's precious little Zach Cassie. Right, and that's what's so funny about it because, like, here's the alternative that would usually happen if Kachuk was a quote unquote rat. He would go after McDavid or Drysaddle, exactly. do things to those, and then Cassian would come in and pound him. And then they'd be like, "Oh, he's such a pussy. He goes after McDavid. Why doesn't he go after Cassian?" Guess what? He went after fucking Cassian and had his way with them. 
And you're still mad. Yo, he owned Zach Cassian. Zach Cassian, you know why he lost it? Because he got owned. He got owned. He got owned. He got owned and he knew it and he snapped. Yep. That's pretty much the synopsis right there. <laughs> and so followed up by that, Chucky says, if he wants to act like that, we'll go on the power play. We'll score the game any goal and we'll move into first place. Drop. Like, are, you, are you kidding Drop me? Drop that mic. Who is this guy? Drop that mic. This is why I have a Matthew Kachuk jersey. Yeah. This is why I wear that fucking thing with pride. <laughs> oh, man. And then Rasmus Anderson also had some nice post-game comments. Yeah. What do you call them? A bunch of pretenders over there? He said, it's nice to beat pretenders over there. Yeah. They do have a lot of pretenders over there. Um, Zach Cassian. Cassian's a coward. And then he also threw some shaded dry settle too. He was like, "Oh yeah." He was like, "Yeah, I saw McDavid. He's fast, but I didn't see much of much dry settle do much." Yeah, honestly, didn't, didn't see much of him out there tonight. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> honestly, I kind of thought the reverse. I didn't see McDavid do much at all. I know Rass is just talking trash, but dry settle had some good chances. He's just he's a good player. Yeah. Anyways, like I don't know. I don't know how much of this will bleed. It. I'm sure it will lead into the next game well you know it will and it won't like but you know that like at the end of the day you still have a hockey game to play exactly and like chucky knows what he's doing like and again like i weather's fans keep saying oh it's worth the two points like you think connor is happy that they lost that game because cassian did something stupid do you think dry is happy do you think the coach is happy do you think dave tippett obviously he's not like, nobody would be happy other than stupid Oilers fans who, again, like, Kachuk lives so rent-free in their head. They would rather they would rather lose the game. Imagine they missed the playoffs by two points. <laughs> they would rather lose the game and ha- see Matt, their dumb idiot Zach Cassian throw some punches at Matt Kachuk. That's where they're at with their fandom. Yeah, that makes so sense. good. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. Anything else to wrap up on that game or what? Like, again, like, I think lost in all the craziness is the Flames played a really good game. Yeah. Like, and they great. chance them. They, they were good in that game. They scored on the power play. Talbot was good. That one and, save. Okay, yeah, that's another thing that goes underrated is Cam Talbot. Yeah. Like, playing against his former team, they had this stupid goddamn Talbot chant going. I was so mad. He calmed down. He was great. He made a great save. I, thought, I think that's what you're going to say. He made a great save on James Neal. Oh. That was the that was the save of the night. Yeah, like not even because not even it was close. not even because it was on Neil. Yeah, like that was a fucking hell of a save. Great save. If you haven't seen it, I got go watch it in slow mo. You put it on Twitter. I put it on Twitter. Yeah, but the fact that it was James Neal, he robbed him of an empty net goal. James Neal was goalless. James Neal looked like a bum out there. I know he had that chance, but God, he, he did. Didn't he looked he? like a bum. He doesn't back check. He doesn't skate. He's a bum. They, and it was funny because they had a welcome back. They didn't do a video tribute. But they had a welcome back, Mike Smith and James Neal, like a little graphic yeah. in one of the TV timeouts. And it was like, hey, Flames fans, please welcome back James Neal and Mike Smith. There wasn't a goddamn peep. Wow. At least no one booed. Some People were booing Neal, though, in the first few shifts. Right? I, the first time he touched the puck, I was like, I let out a kind of an ironic boo. Yeah. But that's, that's one other thing that got beef with Oilers fans. Why would you get the Talbot chant going? Like Cam Talbot well, here's, played for you for like five years. Here's, took you to the second round. Was a great guy. Here's the thing: we I mean, didn't boo Mike Smith, and he was terrible. This is what you get: you get Oilers fan, like one Oilers fan arguing with me is like, "Yeah, well, enjoy Talbot. He's gonna suck. You he, he watch; he'll play two, three games, and he's gonna suck." 
Like, well, I don't know. I, I don't have a feeling we're going to run him into the ground like you guys did. Right? And then blame our entire defensive shit of a team on him. Like, I, this is why I always say Oilers fans are worse than Canucks. I mean, maybe it's just because it's, like, it's the vocal minority on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. But they're so delusional. It's like I said. If they lose, they come at you. If they win, they come at you. If you crush them, they come at you. If... Like, no matter what the situation is, they seem to always be right, and their team doesn't just suck. And like, then, it's and insane. Then, and then they always default back. I saw somebody yeah, say, yeah. well, we at least we have four cups. Right? How many cups does Calgary have? And it's they, like, oh, God. And, of course, in the comment, the guy made, like, he even misspelled. It was like, it was like five words. You couldn't even spell <laughs> one of them right. But it's like, guaranteed you weren't even alive for any of those. It's just brutal. Like, I, I hope I can meet an Oilers fan one day where it's like, yeah, I can actually talk to you about hockey. You know nice. you know, there's got to be some. There's got to be There's got to be some. There's gotta be and some there was a few older people sitting in front of us with, like, Gretzky jerseys and stuff on that were pretty nice. See, so. and that's the thing is, like, the fans that were able to live through that area, era are actually probably pretty understanding of the yeah. game. But it's the ones that have been bred in this, like... This weird, like, we are the greatest... Well... They've been so terrible for so long. Yeah. And I think that's... But they used to be good at one point. And, that's and all like, they can hold on to. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's weird. Anyways. Yeah, I thought the Flames had a great game. Like, craziness aside. Their goaltending was good. I thought Hannafin and Hamnick were kind of yikes. Yeah. Now, the last three minutes were, like, probably the most stressful three minutes of my entire life. That was stressful. Zach Ronaldo got stuck on the ice. Couldn't get off. I, ha- I, don't, know, I don't know if anybody asked Ward in the postgame. But it was like, why the fuck was that line on? Well, he put him out there with like four minutes left. I felt like it was closer to three minutes. And they had a, they had a long shift, and then they came down with an offensive rush. Yeah. And instead of dumping it and changing it, they stayed on. And then Ronaldo had a he had a chance to skate it to the red line, dump it in, get the fuck off. And he tried for the empty net and iced it. And he was stuck for like so four it was like, Thank God Lindholm was on the ice because it was like Lindholm. I think it was Dubé, Lindholm. Dubé, Ronaldo, Hamannick, and Hannafin. I don't mind Dubé. I was scared as shit. <laughs> so know. It was like they're pressing for a goal. You got McDavid and Drysdale out there and you got your fourth line with Travis Hamannick and Hannafin on. Ooh, so if we, if we can survive that. I mean, we can survive anything. Yeah. All right. Habs tonight. Anything else you want to re- recap? No. I like, again, like I've said a hundred times, but crazy game. But Flames played like top to bottom. Thought they played good. Yeah, everybody contributed in one way or another. And I think in it's my in my god, Matthew Kachuk is an all star. He's a gamer. That like to me that is just to do what he did and take control of the game in a way that is very very rare to see well again like it goes like that's what people miss if you don't watch the flames on a night to night basis he's not just out there pestering people and hitting guys yeah that but line the top there's line a method was awesome he's methodical they dominated possession they scored like he was on the ice when they scored the goddamn power play winning goal that he created that power play yeah I don't know if it was you or somebody else but they said that Zach Cassian's playing checkers Matthew Kachuk's playing chess. Right? Check. 100. Goddamn percent. Hey, Zach Cassian. Check fucking mate.